0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Red Cap Recap. I'm your host, Dick Burns, and joining me as always is my, um, I guess I'm forced to call him a friend, Professor Wood. Professor, are you there?
1: Cheerio, chap. I am here indeed, and uh, it's a lovely day.
0: Well, it would be a lot more lovely if we didn't have to go through the matchups of this despicable league, Men in Tights. I'm telling you, if this doesn't get better, I'm going to end up drinking myself to death.
1: That doesn't seem like anything's going to change in your daily routine.
0: You tell that to my wife, uh, <clears throat> ex-wife.
1: <laughs> you hit another one.
0: My, my lawyer said that I can't speak on that until everything is disclosed. So let's move on. Wise choice. We've got some great matchups to bring to you today. Now, who am I kidding? There's some shit matchups to bring to you today. But some people got lucky. We're going to go ahead and start out with the uh, a matchup that was one for the ages. Uh, the Great Cornholio versus Victoria's Secret. This is a divisional matchup that resulted in the Cornholios in the last place, despite having the highest points for in the division. <laughs> what do you see on the teams there, Professor?
1: Oh, trash, objectively. Just if I were to take a look at the first gander of it, that's the first thing I think of is trash. I do notice how uh, the Victoria Secret, after a piss poor effort on week one, I, I believe they uh, nearly doubled their score from last week. So that's always good. Starting, of course, by Travis Kelsey, the man pulling out 16 points. That's, well, that's pretty. Well, that's what you draft him for, but yes. Yeah, well, I mean,
0: basically, the Victoria's Secrets team is going to fluctuate with the performance of the Kansas City Chiefs because he owns 50% stake, apparently.
1: (laughs) Well, yes, he does. What a noob. But this paid off well going against uh, Oakland because, well, you should start anyone against Oakland.
0: Uh, Maybe not LaShawn McCoy, but he's still got the victory.
1: Right. LaShawn McCoy looking at a 2.3 outing is terrible. I do like the uh, Aaron Jones on his team, though, scoring 21 points against a pretty stout Minnesota defense compared to last week where he had basically a non-existent score of Aaron Jones. It, it definitely uh, improved his overall score. And uh, I mean, not that it was a close matchup between the two, uh, but it definitely gave him uh, quite a cushion. And he's known for liking the cushion uh, and the pushing
0: yeah, absolutely. And when you get lucky enough to face a team that thinks starting Carlos Hyde is a, is an advantage, uh, you know it's great to have someone like Aaron Jones that performs. Because let's face it, Carlo Hyde sucks. Uh, yes. Carlos Hyde sucks. Deshaun Watson sucks. Todd Gurley sucks. I mean, this whole team is basically made up of a bunch of shitheads. And the fact that they tried to put together a W is cute, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I don't really see that happening.
1: Absolutely. What I, I would also say is quite troubling is the fact that even beating out New Orleans, um, twenty-seven to nine, Gurley only got twelve points. You're, you're hoping for a lot more out of a star like that when you have such a game, distance or difference in score like that, when a blowout schedule.
0: Absolutely. I mean, this is a five-keeper league that's definitely going to be one of your go-to keepers. You're looking for better performance there, but I swear I could see his knees swelling from across the room. <laughs> so I, I, I'm i thinking it's going to be a rough season for the for the girly owners, and uh, Cornholio should pretty much just be looking to trade him.
1: Absolutely. On the flip side, again, no, Victoria's Secret desperately needing his Tyreek Hill to come back, so that way he can have even more stake in the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And if we're gonna talk about benches, let's not talk about great cornholios.
1: <laughs> it's so true. Oh the highest score of course being Philip Rivers with ten point nine. That's there is no hope for him winning this week.
0: Well congratulations, Victoria's Secret on the bounce back week. The win over Great Cornholio shouldn't give you much confidence, but take it for what it's worth and uh, look forward to seeing what you do next week. <clears throat> Staying in the same division, Alcoholics Anonymous, we have another matchup between Easy W 4 u versus Westerosi Fear Boners. Now, another divisional matchup that has actually led Easy W 4 u being first place with the only 2-0 record in the division. Now, <laughs> I don't predict this to last very long, as EZWs have the lowest points against in the entire league at 121.7 this is all luck his roster must be pro- uh, must improve this is a positive variance in his way i'm disgusted by this team and the fact that he gets a 2 and 0 start he should take victory laps as early as possible professor what do you
1: see on these teams well specifically mentioning the easy W for you the only reason he stood a chance was because of the patriots defense scoring 35 of his 80 points 35 points. Like, I mean, granted, it was against a Miami, um, well, we'll just say a poop show is going on in Miami, a 4-3-0 win. Everything else on his roster is terrible. He started Alshon, Jeffrey, and Deshaun Jackson. Uh, it quote-unquote paid the dividends last week. This time, they both sat on goose eggs.
0: Well, and I, I heard through the, the, the rumor mill that he'll be starting them again this week because that's the kind of attention he pays to the team. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Inside sources tell me the guy doesn't know how to work a waiver wire.
1: <laughs> that would not surprise me. Taking a look at his roster, he doesn't have anyone of merit. Most likely has a small penis to go on with his lack of knowledge. Now,
0: you know, know, for for lack of intelligence, at least he's boasting a very large set of testicles because if you're going to start C.J. Anderson with any type of confidence, (laughs) the performance was so poor, the team went ahead and decided to cut him.
1: (laughs) It's so true. Oh, that's pretty pathetic. I I just, I can't imagine looking at this roster, I mean, John Ross against uh, the, the San Francisco 49ers pulling up 17 points. Everything else is just garbage. I just, I just, even his bench doesn't have. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders obviously giving him a little bit of hope, but I, I, his team is terrible. I don't imagine this 2 0 victory to last, and, and I shall see him probably ending the season around 2 and 10.
0: Oh, oh, easily done. And, and you know, the only thing more embarrassing than being the owner of the EZW for you is losing to a team that has three players that have less than one point on their starting <laughs> roster.
1: Oh, it's very true. That's that's pretty bad. And that brings us to the Westerosi fear bonus. Uh, obviously, starting Josh Gordon uh, was not, the uh, ideal situation now that they've brought Antonio Brown back but that, that's why he started them both and James White
0: yeah I, I mean this is another one of those I'm just going to start three people on the same team because I think the production's going to go up if you look at the statistics I have no idea what they say but I'm going to guess that's a fucking stupid idea
1: <laughs> uh, scholars would maintain that I, I believe even biblical scholars would maintain that You know, you
0: start Mark Ingram in a matchup against Arizona. He only gives you seven points. That's not too bad. When you look down at this TJ Hawkinson victory lap of last week, I'm pretty (laughs) sure you called it putting up less than a point. Jarvis Landry being underused in Monday Night Football, basically the only hope that he had coming in. I mean, it was an all-around shit performance, which is obvious because you lost to EZW for you, and for that, sir, we're pissed.
1: Right, absolutely. I do like uh, Cooper Cup. I, I do like the uh, rapport that he has with Jared Goff, obviously, stemming back to college. And uh, seeing a good 12-point outing out of him is nice, but for the most part, I don't see much hope in this particular roster.
0: No, absolutely. Let's let's get away from the muckety-muck of, of this league and, and focus on a matchup that had a couple of heavy hitters. I think this is one of the bigger matchups people were looking forward to, and it did not disappoint uh this is going to be the chewbacca defense versus thielen my chubb a uh, big divisional matchup that established a dominant lead for the chewbacca defense uh they have the highest points for at 261.5 in the entire league uh that's actually uh, about a 30 point delta from the second place uh highest score so uh, pr- pretty pretty solid squad, and uh, had their hands full this week with uh, Thielen, my chub. What did you see on the rosters?
1: One of the things that cracks me up is that even with these higher-scoring teams, both of their tight ends posted goose eggs.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the hit that Njoku took, absolutely nasty. Some would say dirty. I say entertaining. <laughs> um, but when you look at O.J. Howard, I mean, he's just not getting any love.
1: Right, right. And that was one of the things is uh, Arians has never had a tight end that he gives the love to. And everyone said going into the season, oh, he's never had a tight end quite like O.J. Howard. Hmm. He's seen many tight ends in his day, but uh, he's still not giving them any love.
0: No, and, and you know what's crazy is uh, the Chewbacca defense really rode the success of Dalvin Cook and Patrick Mahomes combined to this victory, turned around traded Dalvin Cook
1: right right which is a very interesting thing looking forward to seeing how that's going to change his lineup although uh how often do you get a chance to get DeAndre Hopkins
0: yeah no absolutely I I I don't think that it was necessarily a a bad trade it's just interesting to see um either the Chewbacca defense is going to be raved as someone who is an absolute genius or um, you know he's going to be thrown to the cellars for all the men to, to have
1: fun with. Right, right, right. I, I I believe there's an old adage, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yep. Yet, for whatever reason, he thought that uh, this would be a good idea. Looking forward to see if it pays dividends to him. Now,
0: Thielen, and Chubb has got to be feeling pretty good. Chubb had a great game. Um, McCaffrey obviously didn't show up. I don't think you can expect a, a showing like that every week. Um, if you know Cam doesn't get better, I do think you have to lower expectations. But that's a that's a pretty rough total. Uh, Marlon Mack, I think there's been some injury reports starting the Giants' defense.
1: That's
0: where it's getting a little
1: sketchy. <laughs> right, right. That that doesn't. I know I know it's the Bills, but the flip side of that is you realize it's the Giants' defense, right? I mean,
0: knowing that you're going up against the, the number one projected scorer, someone who has a solid team who's projected to outscore you, you've got to f- try to find plays that you think would, would be home runs. And I just don't ever see a world <laughs> where he thought the Giants defense was going to be a quality start.
1: Right, right, right. I I get where he's thinking, Oh, maybe they're at home it'll it'll be better. No, no, that was that was stupid. That was foolish. Also interesting things to look out for is with the uh, loss of Ben Rothersberger throughout the season, are they going to rely on Connor more? Is uh apparently he uh, sustained a slight injury. They say it's not really that serious, but losing Connor is, is definitely not going to be uh, uh, that was a, definitely a, a nice little foundation that he had with all of his stacked running backs. Losing one of them is is definitely a big hit and a huge loss.
0: Yep, absolutely. I agree. Um, I think this is a competitive division, the glory holes of Texas, and uh, I think these two guys are definitely the ones to watch because as we transition to our next matchup, it's a little hard on the eyes. We've got Team Hooster versus the Kansas City Queefs. Uh, Kansas City Queefs pulling this one out. I just want to say that Team Horster starts the season with back-to-back road games, leading to an 0-2 start, <laughs> dropping them to last in the division. Honestly, I'm not sure there's any hope, which is surprising looking at the the level of running backs that he's boasting.
1: Right, right, right. In fairness, to give the man uh, a little bit of due, Drew Brees going out. Give, posting a negative half point is... Uh, That hurts. You obviously expect a couple more out of that, and naturally, losing Drew Brees precipitates to the trend we've seen in the league with Alvin Kamara and uh, Ted Ginn Jr. both not posting near what one would hope and or project them to have. That being said, you probably shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket.
0: Professor, am I the idiot, or why is this a trend we keep seeing in this dumbass league of people starting at least three players on the same offense, no matter what the offense is? Um, Is this something that you've been seeing in your research and and other leagues? Is this a trend that's starting to happen, or or do all these guys need to do more studying, take lessons, and possibly quit their life?
1: Dick I've done a lot of research, and this is foolish. You're not the idiot. Anyone who tries to put, especially going against the Rams of all teams, they have a pretty stacked defense. You don't ever want to do that, specifically in a non-PPR any type in a standard scoring league. You you don't want to take that kind of risk, and especially this is this is why you start out 0 2. Is anyone who does that they usually have these kind of ramifications.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, we, we we move over to the Kansas City Queefs. Um, Calvin Ridley obviously put up a great performance. Carson Wentz pulled one out of his ass, similar to the way <laughs> Kansas City Queefs won. But there were definitely some duds on this team. Sammy Watkins didn't get the love that he thought. Um, right. You know, Starting Gio Bernard against a team that was starting Mixon, I thought that was a bold move. Didn't pay out. Tariq Cohen looks like a possible drop candidate. What do you see moving forward for this team? Um, you know, Having solid performances from Godwin and, right. and Ridley and, and Wentz, is this a team that can actually do something and make a run in a division that has the Chewbacca defense and Theo and the Chubbs?
1: Ah, questionable. Uh, Kittle is getting off to a slower start than people had imagined, but he's still getting quite a bit uh, of of targets on his percentage of routes, so you have to appreciate that. Um, As you can see, with any Kansas City receiver, it's going to be a hit and miss in in every way, shape, and form until Tyreek Hill comes back. So um, looking at Ridley and looking at Godwin, obviously he's going to lose Gallup for a couple of games as well. He's got some pretty nice young receivers that – I mean, Godwin is getting more love than Evans by by quite a substantial amount. So if he keeps continuing to get the love and some of his receivers step it up, I don't see any running back depth other than Frank Gore, who was on his bench. And that is not a a spring chicken. So I I don't see him standing much of a chance moving forward. Uh, It's a very nice win, but I would hope any team wins when their opponent scores 57.2.
0: Yeah, I, I agree as well. I don't think there's much of a chance for Kansas City Queefs, which means that Team Hooster should pretty much uh, take their favorite CD, break it in half, and slit their wrists because uh, chances of winning are, are slim to none.
1: Right. No, absolutely. I could not agree more.
0: Well, let's move on to the um, Horny Chodes division. We had a, a pretty good matchup between Team Poop, um, guys Jacobs, Make Me Hard Man, This is a divisional matchup in which both teams um, had a lot at stake. We had uh, Geist Jacobs making me Hardman looking to get a win to establish a one and one presence and to keep their fight alive. Team Poop looking to possibly take the lead in the division. Both teams end at one and one. Um, Pretty good matchup. What did you see, Professor?
1: Interestingly enough, I I did not see the kind of production that you would typically expect from the team poop score. Fournette uh, got less than 10 points. Carson got less than 10 points. And again, a game where they were were running the ball quite a bit. Uh, Woods not getting very much. Robert Woods should have gotten way more than 4.2 points, and I expect that to turn around. I mentioned on the last team about Mike Evans not getting any love. Godwin getting all of it. Uh, He definitely has some potential in on this. Tyrell Williams did well with his 10, but I... I I do see better days ahead for team poop.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, having Tom Brady this season where he's going to get to play the Jets and the Dolphins twice... (laughs) Uh, turning out to be a better pick than I think most would have thought at the beginning. I agree. I think there's uh, a good amount of underperformers. I'm a little worried about Evan's production o- over the year. If he's going to only be featured in five less targets per game, um, he's going to have to be becoming a more consistent uh, a deep bomb threat. I think he's got all the skills. Unfortunately, the quarterback delivering it may be lacking. Uh, Delaney Walker, I think, will, will be a, a solid start for a couple of weeks and until he gets prescribed uh, Viagra and realizes (laughs) that this isn't the only way he can get his fix. Um, I predict him to be in a walker by the end of the season, so I'd be looking for something else. Um, Williams is going to be a a decent person to have in the flex, but to be able to rely on Derek Carr, it it just seems like um, outside of having Brady... The team poop is, uh, you know, taking a lot of players on losing teams and depending on quarterbacks that aren't consistent. These are the types of weeks that are going to keep coming up. Um, flipping the script, what, what are you seeing with the uh, guys' uh, Jacobs team?
1: Man, uh, gotta love Saquon Barkley. It does not matter the game script. And now that next week they're starting Daniel Jones, it's, it's going to be very intriguing to see how much they continue to rely on Barkley. And he is just a... Uh, a target hog, and he's also just getting touches out the wall. Zoo, uh, definitely a home run on that. Um, and then uh, the, looking at Juju Smith Schuster uh, again, mentioning how Big Ben going down. That's that's definitely going to hurt the value going moving forward and seeing what that's going to look like.
0: Uh, you know, one thing I got to point out about this team leaving D.D. Westbrook on the the squad and your starting roster when having two great pickups of. John Brown, McLaurin from Washington. Was this guy lazy? Was he not following the news? Explain to me what runs through your head of a player who's or an owner who's thinking of starting Westbrook over these guys who obviously were getting larger target shares in their team.
1: There has to be only one excuse, and that would be drugs. Only from someone who is sniffing a lot of glue or has had inseparable brain damage in the past would make such a foolish move. And uh, it, it's a good thing that he was able to pull off a victory because some of the starts that he had did not pan out very well. Jimmy Graham also getting a, a, a goose egg. Uh, and, and like you said, there were several of different things that uh, he could have done better, and he, he did not choose to do so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the team is obviously competitive, scoring 94.9 points. That's a, that's a good consistency. The points were spread out pretty evenly. Um, I just think that this team has a lot more potential, and if they're not going to play up to it, then at least trade them to the people who care. (laughs)
1: That's a very excellent point, Dick.
0: Well, let's move on to our featured game of the week. We have another Horny Chodes matchup. Kevin 2.0 visiting Pubes of Samson. This is a huge game in which the score was ended with a half-point victory awarded to Kevin 2.0. Now, just think about this. If there's no fumble for Le'Veon Bell, (laughs) okay, pubes would be second in the division instead of last place, and Kevin 2.0 would be thinking, maybe I didn't want to join this league because I'm not smart enough. Instead, instead... The fantasy gods give it to him. Kevin 2.0 sitting on top at a 2-0 and record. What did you see from these squads?
1: Man, I have to give it to Derrick Henry again, going against a weaker Indianapolis defense. He's not what anyone would think would be able to produce the kind of numbers he has done consistently so far this year, and he's looking hot. Who... Um, <laughs> Julio Jones is a, a, a 22.6 outer. That's that's obviously fantastic. Hopkins, ironically, the man who's being traded pulling out four. That's just unrealistic, which is amazing that he's trading him. Probably uh, a good thing for uh, the Chewbacca defense in being able to get him out. Of, he's selling him uh, low versus uh, obviously Hopkins is going to have about a year. Vance McDonald busting out with two touchdowns. I don't see too many teams that are going to be able to stop Kevin
0: 2.0. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think he's got consistency throughout his squad. I think trading DeAndre Hopkins makes him a certified idiot. Yet, again, you getting Delvin Cook. Um, I think Austin Eckler, um, this is something I wanted to ask you about, Professor. Hot rental. Do we think Austin Eckler is going to be able to produce in the actual crunch time, I'm talking playoff fantasy football. What do you see from your research in this uh, situation for the LA Chargers back backfield?
1: Right. Honestly, Eckler is an anomaly. He reminds me back of a young Darren Sproles who also started out on the Chargers One of the differences is that, unlike Darren Sproles, they're giving Ekwa a chance. They're giving him all sorts of extra touches that someone with his small stature you typically would not expect. Honestly, I would expect Justin Jackson to get way more of the touches than what ekwa has been doing. But, man, not only is he efficient with his points and his carries and everything like that, they don't mind feeding him. That will remain to be seen if it lasts the whole season. But it's impressive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The only other thing I wanted to bring up about this Kevin two offense is since we have the details on the trade, getting rid of Hopkins, um, what do we do? We know who's going to go into that receiver role for him.
1: Well, looking along, uh, I would have to say the only person who makes sense into going in there would have to be Stephon Diggs, and that that's pretty pretty weak at the uh, receiving type of role. Uh, John, uh, Julio and uh, Stefan Diggs, not that they are scrappy, but then again, it also in a standard non-PPR type setting, maybe that's not the best approach to have heavy running back situation. Sure, absolutely. Ask Team Hooster. <laughs> well, yes, we can't all be... Uh... Well, yes, him.
0: So looking at the uh, pubes of Samson, relying pretty heavily on this Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews stack, it's obviously panned out for the first couple of weeks. Do we see this as being a consistent throughout the entire season, or is this an anomaly that's making the pubes of Samson team look a lot stronger than they actually are?
1: I'll be honest, Dick, this is, this is a it's quite a conundrum that we're in, specifically Lamar Jackson and the ability to pass the ball. I I everyone knew he had threat uh, with his his feet. He's got a lot of mobility when it comes to that. But being able to consistently air it out as well as he does, it's impressive. It's it's legitimately impressive. And and uh, this upcoming week, they play uh, the Chiefs and then Cleveland and then Pittsburgh. Without a Ben Roethlisberger, is not really that stout. Cincinnati also pretty soft. Seahawks have not been looking good. Defense. Cincinnati again. Houston has not justified themselves. The Rams could be potentially good, and then uh, he ends the playoffs with the Jets, the Browns, and the Steelers. I, I, I think that that's a pretty good position to be in, and to lose by .5, obviously changing the trajectory of the early season. I still think I like this connection, and with a pretty soft opponent schedule going up for the for the Ravens I see pretty good things happening I don't see this to be a trend that stops
0: absolutely and and rumors on the street are that the owner of pews of Samson has been crying himself to sleep ever since his victory I gotta say get your shit together you're a man this is fantasy football you're not the first nor will you be the last to take a loss like this you gotta get your head on you gotta focus on next week or you gotta slit your wrists like don't just talk about it not do it make a decision move forward, and get it going.
1: Absolutely. I also heard that the owner of that team, uh, when his piss hits the urinal, it sounds feminine. I can't vouch for that, of course, but I've heard from a grapevine.
0: Absolutely. Well, I wouldn't doubt it one bit. Well, it was a good week um, in reviewing the the matchups of the Men and Tights. It's actually shaping up to be a pretty good week next week. Let's go ahead and get into the predictions. Matchup one, we have Pubes of Samson, Versus Geis Jacobs, make me Hardman. What you thinking, Professor?
1: Oh, it all depends on which team actually shows up. Uh, I I think that, um, honestly, I've got to give it to the pubes of Samson. Again, talking about Baltimore playing the Chiefs, I I really like uh, just how high scoring the games uh, the Ravens have had this season have been and also with the Chiefs. I think this is going to be one that airs it out. And Lamar Jackson loves to throw to Mark Andrews. I expect that to be quite a good matchup for him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. guys. Jacobs making me Hardman. Dumbass team. Dumbass owner. Wish they'd burn in hell. I think that's pretty much all we need on that one. Matchup number two, Team Poop versus Kevin 2.0. I,
1: I can't see Team Poop even getting remotely close to Kevin 2.0. Uh, I know that we have to take into consideration the, the trade and everything like that, but I think that... Um, the addition of uh, Dalvin Cook is going to uh, definitely going to put them over the top, and I think that it's going to be quite a good one because anyone playing Oakland is just a win.
0: Yeah, I agree with you here. I think Kevin 2.0 is just going to extend the lead on the division. I think Team Poop will rally together a, a decent performance, but I don't think it's going to compare to the other side. Let's move on to matchup number three, Kansas City Queeves versus Thielen Machub.
1: <laughs> considering that Kansas City Queeps barely pulled out a victory over a team that scored less than 60 points, I can't imagine um, them even getting remotely close to the same ballpark over the feeling, My Chubb. I-, I expect Chubb to win by well over 20 points.
0: Yeah, and I think that the uh, matchups that the the squad of the and My Chubb is facing this week are pretty much all plus matchups. Um I think this is going to be a good performance from him, the kind of performance I bet he wish he had against the Chewbacca defense last week. I yeah. think Kansas City Chiefs is going to fill it. They're going to need a douche. It's not going to be a good week. Amen. Matchup number four, the Chewbacca defense versus Team Harster.
1: I still have to think that uh, the Chewbacca defense with such a commanding start at the season, I can't see that changing. Obviously, the addition of Hopkins uh, is going to be a win. Losing Delvin Cook doesn't hurt, but uh, I believe he gets Derek Henry out of the trade, which is going to be a good RB2 going into it. Um, And I I, I expect the Chebocca defense to just ram rupshod over the team Hulister.
0: You know, I think team Hollister is definitely going to put up a fight this week. You got Ezekiel Elliott against Miami. Um, You, you got a couple of Zach Ertz getting targets with all the injuries that are coming out. I think he's going to put up some points. I don't think he's going to pull up the upset, although we're all pulling for him. Uh, right. Jibaka Defense is going to have another monster week, and I think that's going to be a trend that we're going to be looking at uh, all season. Right, right. Moving on, matchup number five, the Westerosi Fear Boners versus Victoria's Secret.
1: Ooh, I don't know if there's a way that both of them could lose, but if there was, I think it would make it happen. I'm going to lean towards the victorious secret though. I, I think that uh, Aaron Jones is finally starting to find his own. Surprisingly, Aaron Rodgers has not been throwing the ball near as much as you would expect him to be able to do, and they have been relying heavily on Aaron Jones. So I, I expect to see that trend continue, but then again, um, Devontae Adams also on the same roster, I expect. that will be good the problem of course being that the Chiefs face the Ravens which is a pretty stout defense but who knows they have been known to air it out
0: yeah this is actually my upset for the week I think the fear boners are going to put together a higher than expected uh, result I think betting on the New England against the Jets um, starting uh, what's the guy's name again Mother Falker (laughs) <laughs> um it's 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 good i think they're gonna they're gonna pan out i i think that the defensive front for the uh jets is actually going to play fairly well which is going to lead to them airing it out um i think that's going to feed a lot of these passing uh pass catchers that the fear boners are sporting so i'm going to go ahead and take the fear boners in this one and uh, victoria seeker to have another up and down week which again may be a trend that we're looking for. And though no, I'd rather skip it and not spend any time on it cuz honestly it's not worth it. Let's talk about the last matchup, the Great Cornholio versus Easy W for You.
1: Honestly, I, uh, I I'm going to give Easy W for You. That is going to be my upset of the week. Uh, I think that mentioning how Aaron Rodgers has not aired it out I want to see if they're going to make him do it, uh, specifically at home against a uh, pretty weak Denver defense. Obviously, they got to shake off some rust, but they have yet to shake off the rust. And uh, anytime Chicago looks pretty good against a team, I imagine what Green Bay is going to be able to do to them. Sure, absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, excused, Richard.
0: I had semen all in my throat. I... I'm actually thinking that the Cornholios are going to take this one. I think Easy W for you is is going to stop this lucky streak of, of finding wins. Um, I think that a couple of these teams are going to underperform. I think that Green Bay playing in Denver won't be as productive. I, I, I do think that Aaron Rodgers will have success, but playing in Denver is just a completely different scenario. I think mm-hmm. you have to temper that, where the matchups for Cornholio, I think, could be very high scoring. Uh, Chargers in Houston, we're looking at Rams in Cleveland. Um, these are all games that I think have produce a lot of offense. I think he's going to surprise everybody. I think he'll score over 100 points, and I think he takes this W.
1: Quick correction, they're playing at Lambeau Field, not at Mile High. absolutely
0: i do all my research before the podcast i don't want anything
1: and um i'm giving emmanuel sanders the difference in why easy for you uh takes it you heard it here first
0: okay absolutely i'll take cornholios and we could put ten dollars on it if you're going to put your money where your mouth is and i'm not accepting euros this time
1: um are you referring to your Johnson as money again? Because then you can always put it where my mouth is.
0: Absolutely. Well, that'll wrap up the episode today. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Professor, I appreciate your time. To everyone out there in the men in tights, fuck off. Hope I never see you again.